1: And thank you very much for joining us here on PM Express. My guest tonight is a household name, a household name in business, a household name in management. He's done it all. He's agreed to sit down for a conversation about everything Ghana. We've been running a series looking at the Ghana we have versus the Ghana we need. But just before we came into this room for this conversation, he pitched it in a way that was fascinating. And I said, let me vary it a bit. So tonight, the focus is the leadership we have, Versus is the leadership we need, and it's going to help us, give us this portrait of that leadership that we require. My guest tonight is Dr. Ishmael Yamsen. They call him simply Chairman. <laughs> <laughs> he's an economist. Of course, he was the Chairman of Unilever, he's done the Charter. If I want to go to the companies that he's been Chairman of, I won't finish. So, I'm delighted to have you. Thank you very chairman. much. If I am I Evans. And I also realize that you are actually also Evans.
2: Yes, I am. My middle name is Evans. Exactly. <laughs> People
1: don't know that, so let me repeat that because it rhymes with mine. It doesn't only rhyme, it's exactly my name, so yes. Uh, Ishmael Evans Yamse. Yeah. Grateful to have you.
2: Thank you very much, Evans.
1: Now, I wanted to start by looking at the single most important issue for most Ghanaians right now, the economy. And yeah. Of course, you are an economist. What's your assessment of where we are economically right now? The, in the last one month, at least inflation has dropped slightly below 40. We, we were in uh, in dangerous territory above 50 and some say, well, we're beginning to turn the corner. What's your own assessment?
2: Well, um, that's a great question and um, just let me share my thoughts with you. I, I have still quite a number of writers from the World Bank, from the IMF, from ADB, from our own statistical people, and uh, the figures vary between 1.3 to 3.2, 3.6. But I just would like you um, to say that we are in a dire situation. Let me put it that way. The figures don't matter to me because there are statistical figures. Mm. What will matter to me is growth that will come with jobs. Because okay. what, what is the benefit to anybody if only the statistics show that you are growing? After all, we were growing at 5.6, 5.0, and the government says it all the time. And yet by just a stroke of a pen, that growth disappeared. Mm. So we hadn't built any resilience into our economy. And that is why with any little disruption, Ghana falls apart. And what we should be thinking about is not the figures, because figures only tell a global story. But look at the underlying factors and see whether that growth is meaningful, is useful or not. Why is it that we've been growing at 5.6% but our unemployment rate has been growing? Mm. Why? Because they have been growing, it means the economy has been expanding and therefore we should be creating jobs. But you, you, you have figures who say you are going to grow or you are growing and and yet many people are coming out of universities, from SHS, from technical schools, they just can't find jobs. Where? So, what is in that growth, that we cannot create jobs for our, our youth, which has become one of the most critical issues for facing this country, youth unemployment. Mm. So, for me, we are in a very difficult situation. And I, I want people to understand and accept the simple fact that We are not in a pleasant situation in this country. Inflation may have come from fifty-four to 40, but who wants 40% inflation? But 40% inflation means that prices are changing at that rate, 40%. Is that what we want? Or we want inflation at 4%, 5%, and we have had it before. So why can't we have inflation which is in the low tens, but inflation that is above 40s. Mm. And we are celebrating that. And I thought what we would say is that we don't like this. We want to bring inflation down to what the Bank of Ghana has been aiming at for many years and never achieved. Why, why do you think that is? But where, where is the growth coming from? The growth is not coming from manufacturing, which creates jobs. It's not coming from agriculture. We went through how many years of planting for food and jobs. We didn't get the food, we didn't get the jobs, but the money was spent. So, the growth, where the growth should come for me, agriculture, manufacturing, tourism, because it employs large numbers of people. If you go to the factories in this country right now, I can bet you 9 out of 10 are shedding numbers. So. Those figures that we are quoting, we must always ask, what would they mean to us, to our people? Because if poverty levels are rising, then we have a problem. Mm. So we are not focusing on those areas where jobs can be created. In the service industry, where the growth, I'm sure, is coming from, Look at the banks, look at the numbers of people that the banks were employing five, ten years ago. Mm. And look at what they need today. Now, you go to a, a, a digital bank, sometimes there's nobody there. There's just a computer there. You go and sit there, you can do everything you want. Ten years ago, you needed 30 people sitting in that branch to do that same job. So we need to understand where jobs are being created today
1: where would you say
2: in manufacturing in agriculture in tourism even in technology for the young people because they are in everywhere uh, you, you mentioned one of the areas you mentioned is
1: agriculture yes and you rightly mentioned this government had a policy a flagship policy sure. called Fund food and jobs and they put billions of CDs into it yes your verdict is that you haven't seen the investment hasn't produced the outcome no, that we expected. Not at all. What, what, what do you, what would you, what, what reasons would you ascribe to that?
2: Well, <laughs> I wasn't involved in the policy execution, but at least I can see the results out of that. Hmm? And let me give you a very simple example. I used to buy a bunch of plantains for 25 cities. Today, the same bunch I'm buying for 120. And we are in the food harvest season, right now as we sit here. So if today I'm paying three times for the same batch of plantains that I used to pay 25 cds for, then my question is, what has happened to agriculture? Don't go very far, right? Don't go very far. Coconut. We used to buy coconut in Accra for what? 50 pesos. And we're complaining. Today is five cds. I understand that a chunk of the cost is coming from transportation. But even so, should we go from 50 pesos to 5 cities. So something is wrong somewhere. And we are not getting it. We are not. Because if you go to the farms, when I was a student of economics at Lebanon, we were being told that our farmers were getting old, and the young people were not interested in farming, and we needed to do. We needed to interest young people in farming. Today, it's even worse, because once you finish school in the village, you are coming to Accra to look for a job. So, who in the farm should be producing the food on, on the economy? We are.
1: We are the IMS
2: now. Yes.
1: What's your verdict on what do, you think, what do you think that would produce in the long run? Of course, we hope that this in the next three years, it will help us turn around the economy. Uh, we've got the first tranche. Yes, It's, it's coming. Um, from every indication, this second tranche yeah. should also come in. Are you confident that it, we, can, we can turn this around
2: with the, uh, with, under the IMF leadership? You know, for me, my great sadness is that a country like Ghana, with all the huge endowments. We should be running to the IMF every now and then for a bailout. Mm-hmm. We have the men, you know, really people with the brains. We have the natural resources, so, and we have the capacity to manage those resources to benefit us. But for the 17th time, We have had to go to IMF to beg for how much? $3 billion. And we believe that $3 billion will make it worth the country. It's a great sadness. I don't believe that an IMF program on its own is enough to turn this country around, and for that matter, any country. Why are we where we are today? And I can tell you, corruption, greed is is why we are here today. Expand on that for me. Well, how much money did we borrow? Several billions of dollars, right? And we got to a point where those who were lending out the money said, no, we have looked at you, you, you can't pay us back. So we shut the door, we won't give you any more money. At that stage, the economy began to crumble. Right, So we borrowed the money and from my own corporate background, if you borrow money, you invest it, you create more value to pay the principal and the interest. We, do, we couldn't do any of those things because otherwise why are we in debt? So the IMF gives us $3 billion. and the $3 billion is not going into capital investment. It's going to help us to pay for some of the interest going to help us pay the costs of government. You know, everyday salaries and whatever. So the three billion for me is just to help you buy you time and space. So we should begin to think that I say, okay, we have three billion that will give us about two years or three years breathing space what can we do within the two, three years to make sure that by the end of the two, three years, we are on our own, we can't be on our own. And, and I say, I don't think that two, three years, if we continue the way we have been behaving, we'll be out of, you know, in the don't rooms.
1: And, and you make the point about corruption and greed being yes. the key factor. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. How exactly? Well, this country is not a big country. What is that GDP? 60-something billion. Tiny, little. I mean, there are many corporates in this world with $400 billion you know, uh, uh, revenue. They are managed by sometimes six, maximum eight people. Right? How many ministers do we have? How many deputy ministers do we have? How many regional ministers we have? How many districts? And yesterday I was at a harvest in a village, and even the assemblyman was honorable, right? We have built a high layer of administrative staff. And each one costs money, but none of them delivers value. So for as long as all we do is to borrow and consume, and not borrow and invest, we are going nowhere. And I'll repeat this. We have been in search of prosperity for many years, both Ghana and Africa. Because we, we, we haven't got it that it is not surrounding yourself with lots of people that build the country. Now, I can tell you that this country, you don't need more than 30, maybe 40 ministers to run this country. Mm. And that, even for me, is too many. But we have hundreds of them. Each of them with how many vehicles? So the cost of governance by, by the state is so huge that when, after you paid all those salaries and paid your interest on your debt, you don't have any money left. It's been going on for over 20 years. You go check.
1: So, so there's that drain?
2: That's the drain. Okay. So unless we, we set back, and I, I know, unfortunately, our politicians are so nervous about this. You, know, you don't have to have 200 people managing a country for, for them to, to be happy, because they themselves Today, the situation we're in today, I don't think any politician is happy.
1: You, you know, when you raise that, when this current president took over, and of course, had a hundred... And- Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este
0: comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500 hecha
1: para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. And plus ministers and the question was thrown at him. He says wait till my, my eighth year and it's not the quantity is the quality is what they deliver and then judge what they do before mm-hmm. you can be fair in mm-hmm. assessing. Whether the 110 is fair for a country like Ghana or not, the jury. Do we say the jury sold out? We are at least a year to go. Are we there yet? Where we can assess? You talk about value. Have we had the value from th- the numbers? No, I
2: think Nigeria has been there a long time ago. Okay. That the numbers didn't help us. Okay. The numbers only created more cost for this country. What about the value that they created? The, well, number, the well, numbers. Why? If, if we have created value, we shouldn't be with IMF. Because we should have been able to pay our debts and pay their interest, create, build all the hospitals, uh, even if not all of them, most of them, build the roads. There are so many things that were promised, how many of them have been delivered? So we have had all these people running all over around, and if they had created value, then we should not be in the mess we are in today. But we are in, and that's why I'm saying, that is history now mm-hmm. for me. Let's take a step back as a country. And that's some very fundamental questions. I always say if you if you are appointed as a CEO for a country that is, for a company that is bleeding money and make, be making losses for let's say nine, ten years, you ask yourself, what can I do to turn this business around? You look at all your cost profile. You look at your revenue profile, the things you can do better, the things you stop doing, the things you, you know, you do all those analysis before you then decide what to do. And you then say, I can build this business in one year, two years, three years, four years. But our leaders come to office on promises, I will do this. There was one particular president not to be mentioned. When you went first to Parliament, I counted 192, 1,092 promises. And I called my secretary and I said, even if this man is going to deliver even one a day, how many of them can he deliver? But I shall, I will, I shall. We counted them all. So you come into office with all these promises. Sometimes they haven't even taken the trouble to understand how much it's going to cost them deliver those promises, but they put them out there. Then they go into your office, they have to deliver by hook or crook, and they drive the country down. So for me, Evans, I don't believe that we still have digested, why. first of all, what brought us to where we are today? Mm-hmm. What should we stop doing, right? And what should we start do it. Because if we don't just understand those things, we are going nowhere. We can get all the support from anybody, we will still waste the money. Because look, how many times? 17th time. 17th time now. So we have been bailed out 17 times. I'm sure if we were a corporation, it would have been... You know. I,
1: I, I I want to drill down a bit more on the two issues you talked about The corruption one, because we've been so much intervention in there. I remember very well, Ndokufo, he coined the phrase zero tolerance for corruption. Yes. Almost every government comes and makes it a priority. Yes. Is it your estimation that we've gotten worse with corruption, we haven't improved at all, or at least we've made some gains there? What's your verdict on that?
2: For me, corruption, if anything, has grown, right? I mean, we were just gone through the MBV pol- uh, uh elections. Obviously. Yeah, right. And I was, I was shocked. Not only shocked, but I was angry that people will have the audacity to say we paid four thousand, some paid two thousand. So our leadership is for sale to the highest bidder. Right. Now. When that man or woman has paid all that money to acquire the position, to go to parliament, to become Mr. So-and-so or Madam So-and-so, what where is he going to get around to pay back? And I have a clip that I have been using to show people. Somebody who who himself has contested parliament, sitting in parliament, admitting, and if I don't admit it, he himself offering to say that, yes, we paid. My competitors paid. I, I didn't pay that much, but they paid and I paid. There's no shame in about telling people that you, you, you got that position, not on merit, but only because you could raise more money or find more money or bribe your way into that office. Now, when you get there, and he'd actually answer the question when I get there, whose money do you think I'm going to use? But state money. I'll make sure I get the money and I pay. So I think that we have a problem with corruption. And mm-hmm. we have to accept it that we have, I think CCDD or something have published a, a, a document recently about broad-cap Party election funding. Yes. It's, it's frightening. It is. it is frightening that today you have to buy the office. Now, every country in the world looks for the best leaders. I was telling you that before we came here. Hmm? Singapore, when you talk about Singapore, I talk about one man. talk about Malaysia, I talk about one man. South Korea, I talk about one man. So it's, it's the leader. Until we get a leader in this country who is prepared to put Ghana first, beyond anything else. We can't forget about corruption. Because, for yesterday, I've been a it. the leader is corrupt, everybody will be corrupt. We've not had one yet? Oh, which one? <laughs> we have had many of them. I mean, one
1: of the leaders that you just described that... Transformation. We haven't. Well, we you had, good uh, things about the country.
2: We, we had Nkrumah. Okay. At least I can't talk about Nkrumah. Okay. I can't talk about Atamels. Okay. But who else? We have far too many bad leaders in this country.
1: So, you're, for you, in our history, at least from independence today, you can only pick out Nkrumah
2: and Mills? Yes. Okay. The rest? The rest? Well, I mean, Bouiza wasn't, and he was prime minister and he didn't last long, you know. Um, Uh, Le Mans, 22 months, or thereabouts. But the rest of them who stayed 19 years, 17 years, 8 years, 8 years, by the time they left office, and, uh, and you see, every leader in this country, by the time he leaves office, Ghana is bankrupt. And because the leader had been very corrupt. And I'm not afraid to talk about this, because it's the reality. And unless we accept as a people that helping people to buy our votes is not the way to change Ghana. It will not change this country. Mm. This country, for as long as we have leaders who have come into office indebted to people and they have to pay them back. I'm sorry. Let's but tr- I'm painting to bleak a picture. No, we'll come to the reality.
1: We'll come to the positives because I know you have thoughts on. What that leader should be, and yeah. that is where the yes. aspiration is. But let's count backwards. At least you've given us a sense that it's possible to have the leaders. Yes. You mentioned Krumah, you've mentioned Nelson. Yes. Let's count backwards. What about this current leader, Anandam Kakufado? How has he fared?
2: No, but i marking I, him with the same scheme. Oh, if I mark him with the same scheme, he probably be four out of ten. That's a fail. Oh yes, because you see, even if you yourself as an individual. You have not dipped your hands into the state coffers. What about all your leaders, your followers, and what have you done about them? Right? My greatest disappointment was recently we had a case about a minister who had so much money in her home. sanitation minister. Yes. And the president said that he, he hoped her integrity will be proven in the end. Why? Why would why would the president even get involved in this, when there are state agencies, which are handling the matter? You understand? Because if you, our leader, you say you trust the person, and then you expect this, the people following you to go and say the person cannot be trusted. It's not possible. So. I don't think that he has been able to stamp down corruption in this country. He hasn't. Because if he has, then all the scandals that come up day after day after day after day, why hasn't he taken firm action to deal with all those things and and stop them? Why Why isn't any of his people who have been found culpable not in jail?
1: He says, he'll tell you that he, he needs the evidence. He's what? He needs evidence. He
2: needs evidence.
1: That well, the rule of law is kin, and so if the rule of law is kin, people are innocent <sighs> to the proven otherwise. But
2: that's true. You are innocent until you are proven right or wrong, right? So that's, that's true. But you also have to remember, and I, I Anana is somebody I like very much, and I really had great confidence. Especially when he said, if it's about money, don't join my government. If you recall. Yes, the first, one of the first
1: things he said Precisely. when he got elected. Precisely.
2: So what happened?
1: What do you think happened?
2: But what happened? Why, why all this loot? And why hasn't he taken firm action? And I'm sorry to say this because, but I have to because, you see, unless we confront this issue, he has one year to go. Mm. And he can salvage his image. I'm not saying this. If you go to the street and you ask anybody, that's the feedback you will get. So even if it is not true, and let us give him the benefit of the doubt that everything else is just speculation, let us see it, that your people have stopped all the looting and those who have been found to have looted, you have made sure that they are with by the law. By the law. So we have to be a law abiding, Country, we can't just say because somebody put it in the media that he had done this, you go arrest the person and beat him up. No, but so allow the system then to take its due process. But when there are interferences, that people can not do their work properly, right? Recently, there was a case that the attorney general went and got involved in, it and I said, but Why are you getting involved in it mm. at this stage? Mm. All I'm saying is very simple. I've been in this country for a long time. And I've dealt with politicians over many years and a long time. And I believe that there's, there, there, there is a chance for our future politicians and leaders to act differently. Mm. Because you see, when, and I call this political party capture. Okay. When you come to, and one of the political aspirants, actually said so, when he was asked, why are you seeking the flag bearership? He said, it's said my party, my party. So that, that will be
1: Dr. Kutufri. Exactly. He was, he was on my show. On your show. When I asked that question.
2: And I said, what? You want to become president? serve your political party. Why? Then why do you want to be, why don't you become the chairman of that party? Why do you want to seek the highest office in the land only to serve your political party? I hope he didn't mean that. Mm. But if he meant that, then we are in trouble. So my point is, and I, I don't want us to beg the question. If we don't confront corruption in this country and in other countries in Africa, I read stories about Nigeria yesterday, and I I mean, uh, South Africa is no different. Yeah. So I keep asking the question, why is it so in literally every African country, except maybe one or two? Yeah. Why? A- and just
1: before we go for the break, you said the current president has one more year. Yes. What do you expect him to do in the next year to root out corruption or at least to leave a legacy that he,
2: he did something about this? Right now, this economy is on its knees, right? We know why we are where we are. We have had appointees who have done nothing. I will expect him to slim his government okay. to save costs even if for six months Because it will save this country A lot of money Because you see You cannot pour water into a basket The water will just As you put it in It will be drained onto the floor And that's why your billion Escuchas ese rugido
0: Sientes la experiencia de poder La emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500 hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de F C A U S L C.
2: For me is nothing. What Ghana needs is not three billion. We need more far more than three billion. So I would like him, I would like to see him if he can, to demonstrate that he can run a lean, efficient and effective government. You know, one of the things that, you know, it's also in this country it's inefficient bureaucracy,
3: Mm.
2: but that has come from the political leadership into the bureaucracy because the chief director, the CEO of this, were all appointed by who? By the president. Precisely. So why should they behave differently?
3: Mm.
1: And if I'm not mistaken, you, you were part of the presidential economic advisory. Under, under President Mills. Under yeah. President Mills. Yeah, also served, uh, to Before. before uh, to, yeah. so, when, you, when you're that close to power, yeah. what do you think happens when leaders sometimes come with so much promise? Yes. Yeah. And then somehow, yeah. from what you're just explaining, yeah. the promise yeah. does not meet the reality.
2: Yeah. you. What, what happens? I, oh, I think that... More, Literally, all of them are captured by the people around them. Okay. And, and they lack their political strength and the political will to say no when they should say no. You see? Look, if, if you are managing a company, and I say, managing a company is not different from managing a country. I, I appreciate that the scale is different, but the principles are the same. No must be no. Okay. Because if you, the leader, if if you can't stop encouraging people to do deals with you. I have heard on a television a whole minister say everything has, the president has to agree with it, every major agreement. That's fine. So what due diligence does our presidents do? Because every time a new government comes, they are accusing the, you know, the, the, the preceding government of having signed bad agreements. But your people were in parliament. They approved that uh, agreement. And then only for the government to leave office and you come and you say, oh, by the way, you know, this agreement was tainted with corruption. You were there. Mm. You saw it. You didn't shout. You didn't scream. You approved it. Why are you not telling me that it's tainted with corruption? You have been part of it already. And our parliamentarians have sat down there, approved bad agreements upon bad agreements upon bad agreements. Then they come back and criticize their colleagues. And I say, what benefit is it for us? And now <laughs> we are increasing the anomalies too. Uh, here we have to create some more right. constituencies. There, there's one that the EC wants to create. Uh, God go,
1: go, go have mercy on Ghana. I'm taking a quick break. When I return, we've talked a lot about the leadership we have, but what about the leadership we need, um, looking at the, the situation we should be aspiring towards? I'll pick Dr. Evans Jamsin's thought. I deliberately left out the <laughs> show there uh, just for selfish reasons, as you may have noticed already. Stay with us.
3: It can store a lot of water. That's
1: so true.
3: Wow. It has a working satisfaction. it.
2: Mm-hmm. That's so
3: true. I can see S-I-N-T-E. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That
1: is so true, my daughter.
3: But it's further into spoiler.
1: That's not true.
3: But why? Whoa. Hey.
2: <laughs> Syntex was the first to introduce double-layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty, seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank, are you strong? Are you tough?
0: About one-third of a million people live with HIV in Ghana. Close to 10,000 of them die each year mostly as a result of a lack of antiretroviral drugs and adherence. In fact, close to 57% of children under 14 years living with HIV do not receive antiretroviral drugs, again as a result of inadequate funds to provide them with medication.
4: Life expectancy for these children is grim. The big worry, close to 16,300 people are newly infected with HIV each year. With this alarming rate of HIV infections, all of us are in danger and Ghana is headed for an epidemic explosion if nothing is done now to avert it. While the Ghana AIDS Commission is working hard to overturn the situation, the Commission urgently needs funding support from corporate Ghana and individuals to save lives. We're therefore appealing to you, corporate entities and individuals, to support the National HIV and AIDS Fund by dialing star 9898 hash on MTN and Vodafone and follow the prompts or pay into the National HIV and AIDS fund account number 1018631613233 Bank of Ghana Your donation will be used to prevent new infections and provide care for people living with HIV including children affected by AIDS For further information please call Ghana AIDS Commission on 0302 919260 or email info at ghanaids.gov.gh Give to save a life today. Ghana AIDS Commission. Partnering to eliminate HIV and AIDS. Every day people have money emergencies. My name is emergency.
3: My
2: name
3: emergency Emergency, emergency. Catch it. time am your ready. Emergency. Now, there's a new emergency number in town. More money, more money, challenge, the top we got. Dial star 770 hash for all your money emergencies and chop life.
0: Dial star 770 hash for money emergencies and get easy and quick access to your money, loans,
2: and other banking needs. Echo Bank, the Pan African Bank.
0: Refreshing apple cider. Drink responsibly. Not for sale to persons under 18 are no recommended to pregnant women. This advert is FDA approved.
4: Thinking of investing in real estate? Then look no further. BOA is a well-recognized institution that would give you litigation-free properties. We have well-furnished and unfurnished four to eight-bedroom houses, luxurious homes, comfortable mansions, and litigation-free lands across the country, from Tema, East Legon, Medina, where still small Accra, and other locations. We are definitely your best to go to. For more information, kindly contact BOA Unique Homes on zero. 0506 859 513 or 0506 859 527 or follow us on our social media handles on Instagram at BOA underscore homes or YouTube BOA homes BOA unique homes we build we buy
0: starting this October 20th to 11th of November the African Football League who is going to be crowned Africa's champion of champions and take the lion's share of the 14.4 million prize money. Catch all the games streaming at www.aflafrica and on FIFA Plus. The African Football League, our game, our home. Now let's shine together. Daddy, daddy, oh, this time is
3: Big.
1: Yes, that's true.
3: It can store a lot of water.
1: That's so
2: true.
3: Wow. It has a working certificate. it. hmm That's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-S. That
1: is so true, my daughter.
3: Well, it's
2: further into spiral. That's not true.
3: But why? Whoa!
2: (laughs) Syntex was the first to introduce double-layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Are you tough?
3: Can he tee up someone in red?
0: In it goes to Wally. Yeah. Oh. Do not like that. That's Wally's war. I can't fight You want to know. I've been a real good. Sam,
3: I've been real good. The are not the goat. Goat.
0: Who is the good? Ghana Jolov or Nigerian Jolov? Ghana Jolov has
5: no co- equal this
3: smell a lot. Oh, my
4: God. shit. You too, they lie, eh? Now, they save you when they use the letters, and then they go put on hey. photo. You are lying. Get that job. Get
3: that job. Forget everybody, yeah? My guy.
0: Put some respect on the goat. On oh, the
2: goat. The only goat I know lives in Tama.
0: Every
3: year we they give to you back. Ba, 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 ba. We are talking about beauty. I want some face. be the goat, Ah, huh, My guy, in be the goat.
0: <laughs> Though our choice of goats may differ in football, music, and jollof, Alumobitus always brings us together. Alumo experience greatness in every moment. Drink responsibly. I'm not suitable to persons under 18. Not recommended to pregnant women. This advert is FDA approved.
5: Introducing the Kensington Heights at Airport City Kumasi, the largest modding smart city in West Africa. The Kensington Heights is your bridge to the skies, where you can access direct flights to international destinations, including the USA, UK, and Europe. Imagine a world where convenience, comfort, and investment opportunities converge seamlessly. The Kensington Heights offers an incredible opportunity for families, investors and businesses worldwide. Enjoy spacious and beautifully designed luxury suites, executive suites, one-bedroom apartments and two- and three-bedroom penthouses, complete with world-class amenities and easy access to the new Kumase International Airport. All units are on sale now, starting at $69,950. Be a part of the future of Kumasi and reserve your property today. For more information, visit our website www.thekensentingheights.com or www.airportcity.com.
1: And thank you very much for staying with us here on PM Express. My name is Evans Mensah and I'm here with Evans Yamsen, Dr. Ishmael Evans Yamsen, uh, talking about Ghana. And Doc, I want to quote something from your book, and this book is Africa in Search of Prosperity. Yeah. And I was flipping through the pages and something just caught my attention, so I want to read it. And here we are talking about democracy, culture, and growth, and you say, the international community has acclaimed African countries that have become democratic, held elections, provided universal adult suffrage, elected parliaments, and set up relevant democratic institutions. And clearly, these are developments in the right direction because they provide Africans with the right to elect their leaders. But here's a focus. However, in a continent with such high levels of illiteracy and poverty, the competition for the right to govern has not often been fought on issues but on access to money the poor do not have access to political power and by the way this is <laughs> <laughs> this is something dr yamsin wrote in april 2006 it sounds so much like something you wrote yesterday
2: <laughs> 17 years ago 17 years ago how does it relate to today's reality? Exactly the same situation. The poor don't have access to political power. They, they make no impact on the decisions that politicians take. Evans, how many, how many times I come from a village and I ask them all the time, has your MP been here recently? No. Mm-hmm. So the decisions they take are not influenced by the, by the, greater population of our people. They, they the, 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 the decisions they are taken. And you go to UK and there's an issue.
0: Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.
2: They will go to their constituency. And have meetings and have debates and they will come back to Parliament and they will say, My constituents, my constituents here, it's not about my constituents, it's about my party.
3: Mm.
2: It's what my party says, not what my constituents who brought me here want me to do. In fact, one of them said to me, "Um, my party is not in power, how can I bring development? Do you understand that? So, until your party is in government, your people will never see development. So, do the poor have access to political power? Do they influence political thinking? No. And that situation has worsened today because today those who go to parliament, those who become our president, those who become our vice president, those who become our, you no, know, whatever, are those people who have very deep pockets. And it is dangerous. Because those mm. monies that they get, you ask the question why do those people get the money in the first place to fund the politicians? Mm. Do we find out? And there are people in this country who, have, who are more powerful than presidents. Right? Because they fund them. And it's sad because democracy by the people, for the people, of the people was not designed that way. It was designed to serve the interests of the people. So... Whose interest is democracy serving now in Ghana? In Ghana. Oh, the the political parties, the people in parliament. I mean, you go, you go to the village. The party chairman in the village is more powerful than anybody else. Right? The, The assemblyman, you go to a district, the district executive drives a V8. The district chief executive. Did you hear the, uh, the, um, the Zambian president recently? He says, why? Can you afford $300,000 to buy that car yourself? Mm. And if you can't, why should the state take so much money to buy it for you to drive it? In any case, when you drive it, what value do you create for your people? Mm. Zero. And, and I wonder, considering how long
1: it's been since you wrote this. Yes. What, what's what emotions run through you when you? I read it to you again. Yeah, yeah. Um, today's date is if, is what the sixth, sixth of sixth, sixth, sixth of, of November, November 2000, 2023. 2000, 2023. Exactly, and it sounds as if you wrote it yesterday, which yeah. means that nothing has changed. Nothing. It's been worse. Uh, or, what, what's, what's emotion, What sort of emotions go through you? Or what? You I can
2: I can tell you that I've been worried about this country and its leadership for many years. For many, many years. Because I believe strongly that unless we have the right leadership, this country will make no progress whatsoever. It doesn't matter. Look, Nkrupa was in office for nine years. But you can't count how many things he did for this country. We are still driving on the same to where he built. We can't even repair it. Go and see the clerks. On the motorway. I drove to Takrade this weekend. By the time I came back, I nearly called you to say I can't have the the, the interview because I'm I'm broken. Yeah. How many years now? And Singapore when you talk about Singapore is one man. Today we talk about Rwanda, it's one man. Kegame, one man. We talk about Malaysia, one man. We talk is is the Individual leader and his vision and determination, and his values and his behaviors, that create countries.
1: Our values intact, though, as a country, the values that
2: you grew up on—yeah, hard work, integrity, etc. Yeah, are these intact now? No, but I think we've lost all the integrity that we, all of us, were brought up with. And some, most of the politicians came up, were brought up in the same way. I went to a public secondary school. Our motto is character. Obrapa. 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 Obrapa will determine who you are. Right? So, if, if and I will say to people, and it becomes my habit, when president I elected, I write to them, think about the legacy you will, you will leave behind. Mm-hmm. When you leave this place, how do you want to be remembered? How? Do you want to be remembered as the man who came to collapse Ghana's economy? Or you want to be remembered by, as the man or woman who came to create a Singapore? We all get up and go to Dubai. And, and I, get, I get angry. Why can't we create a better country like Dubai in this country? What has Dubai got? Sand. They don't even have oil. Sand. But look at where they are today. Look at the city they are trying to build now, and Saudi Arabia is challenging, you know, Dubai. Little place. No resources whatsoever. It took one man and his brain to create that country. So leadership is important and I will say it and say it and say for as long as I live, go to our churches, it's even worse. Those who are supposed to preach values is worse. So the whole fabric of this country has crumbled. Our value system has gone. Our behaviors. Why? We now worship politicians. We worship parliamentarians. MP ABBA. Everybody's going to see the MP. Why? The man's supposed to serve you. Why are you running to his house? To do what? So it begs a
1: question. Is it the fault of the politician that the people have created these monsters? Because they vote for them. Yes. They feed their egos. Yes. They demand the monies, and yes. they also have to go and look for it. So, yes. How guilty are the elected citizens in this, in this they, moral decadence? No, but the, the, the,
2: the, the citizens, and the, they, are, they don't think guilty at all. They think that they gave you the power, and you paid them, right? Unfortunately, The the voters think that when they take the money and they vote, the man will go and serve their interest. What they don't realize is that the mortgage, their right to accountability, the moment the man has given you money and you have taken it to vote for him, you sold your right, he paid for it. Why should he come back to you? Mm. He doesn't have anything to do with you anymore. That's what happens. Because you agreed to take 2,000 cities to vote for the man. The man is going to borrow the money, or whatever how, whatever means he used to get the money. He brought it to you, you took it, you gave him your vote. He's not voted. He's gone. He's not got his V8. Huh? He's getting his uh, um, MPs, carbon fund. his share. He's taking it. He's taking less gracia. He's happy. Mm. What do you think? The other thing he's thinking about is build a house, mm. right? For himself. So he, when you are passing the MP's house, he's not thinking about you and your welfare. Mm. Meanwhile, your house is crumbling because it's it, this uh, like a sandwich house. No bricks, nothing, no iron rod. It's coming down with the rain. You know, the whole village uh, uh, drainage is everywhere. So they don't feel guilty. It is only when they begin to feel the impact and the pace of what's going on. I go to my village today, and I am filled with sadness. Because they all come, and you give somebody ten cities, and he's thanking you for wanting to evening.
1: The, the leaders we currently have, they are all products of the society. Sure. How do we create the leaders we need for the future? The kind of leaders you've talked about, the... <laughs> the Singaporean leader, the Nikon I've heard
2: this many times. In fact, one of the politicians said to me, the whole Ghana is corrupt. Eh? And we are part of the corrupt system. I said, no. Because, you see, when you take over of that office, you swear an oath. Mm-hmm. You swear an oath to the people you do good to all manner of people. Good. Though. you didn't say you do bad to the people. So I am expecting the leaders of the future, as for the past, is history. We can forget about it. But I think we should be concerned about going forward from now. What kind of leaders do we want, do we need in this country? Mm-hmm. We don't need leaders who are corrupt. We don't need need leaders who are selfish, who just look after their family and friends and political parties and the rest of it. We don't need those leaders. We don't need leaders who can't look forward, think forward, have vision of the country and how they want to create it. Mm -hmm. Nkrumah said, I want to create a country where nobody has a need, basic needs of life. That was his vision. And yesterday, in the car, I was telling my son and uh, my uh, daughter-in-law, I said, look at all the uh, oil power plantations, all the roads that he built, the schools, the colleges, the hospitals. Ghana was one big country erupting. And I remember every, every afternoon, they used to play on Radio Ghana, Work and happiness. Twelve o'clock, twelve thirty. That's the music that Radio Ghana will play. Work, Work and, and happiness. happiness. Every day, the man didn't think about it. Why, well, that? They didn't have a chicken coop. Why can't we have it day Who say I will die a poor man, but I will create a big prosperous country? Why? Is it beyond us? It shouldn't be. Because we have all these resources. Recently, there was an agreement that was being signed. I don't know what it was. was. it lithium or something? HMS. And I said, what? We've made mistakes in the past. Should we make mistakes again today? Why?
1: Dr. Yamson, thank you. Thank you very, thank you very much. Very much. Thank you. And thank that's much. been my guest thank you. tonight on PM Express, uh, Dr. Ishmael Evans-Yamsin, my guest tonight. A lot to chew on, food for thought indeed, for myself and for you as you approach next year. To capture balloty says the responsibility is really in your hands. The destiny is in your own hands. Enjoy the rest of your evening. My name is Evans Mensah. Escuchas
0: ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad.